Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Doug Tyrrell History and Comment. Hello friends, I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Thursday, November 17th, 2022. Queen Elizabeth I takes the throne in 1558, after her half-sister, Queen Mary, dies. Mary was known as Bloody Mary, a staunch Catholic. Elizabeth was Protestant and more tolerant than Mary. The Elizabethan era will last for 44 years and bring stability to the nation. Shakespeare will flourish during this time. 1800. Congress meets for the first time in Washington, D.C. and the new Capitol building. The Suez Canal opens, greatly shortening the shipping distance between Europe and the Far East. This was in 1869. The route was essentially flat as opposed to the later Panama Canal. Interestingly, the Panama Canal opens on the same day in 1913. What could be considered as the birth of professional hockey begins play in Pittsburgh in 1896. The Russian Social Democrats are meeting in 1903 and split into two factions, the Bolsheviks and the Mensheviks. The two names mean majority and minority in Russian. The Bolsheviks' name means majority, but in fact they were the minority. They are led by Lenin. The Mensheviks are led by a close friend of Lenin's by the name of Julius Martov. Martov was a principled intellectual and was dominated by Lenin's personality and strong will. It is noteworthy that all socialist movements like to use the term democratic and peoples, when in fact they never have the best interest of the people at heart. The common elements are a charismatic leader who promises to fix the ills of society if the masses will just give them total power. The facts are simple. The ruler can only hold on to that power with a ruthless application of police brutality and outright fear and murder. The universal result is poverty and fear in the masses. Socialism has been tried in a long list of places and variations. The results are almost identical. Poverty and a long list of political assassinations in the millions. The only government that has brought widespread prosperity has been the Judeo-Christian free market system where each member is responsible for their own means and is allowed to be as productive as they choose. If there's a weakness in it, it is that it falls victim to humanists and the desire to get something for nothing. The desire for a bargain, the exact motivation that powers lotteries across our country. Despite the evidence that the chance to win big is slim, folks will line up to throw good money at it. All the while, the house is the big winner. In the case of lotteries, the government is playing two parts. They are the house, and they take another pound of flesh in the form of income taxes on the winnings. Quick research indicates that on the nationwide Powerball, the net payout for the cash option is in the range of 25% of the gross ticket sales. The rule the House always wins applies to gambling and politics. The common guy is going to take the loss every time. But people are people, and they are more than happy to follow the carrot being dangled in front of them. The carrot government more often than not dangles is free stuff or security, when in fact they can provide neither. Over a 14-year period, the Bolsheviks go from a political party to a full-blown revolution. In 1919, Lenin orders a temporary removal of freedom of the press. 105 years later, it is quite doubtful it has been restored. This is a perfect segue to a recent column by Dennis Prager. 
If you're not familiar with him, he's a talk show host and podcaster. Besides those outlets, his organization, known as PragerU, have produced hundreds of five-minute videos that explain in simple terms a wide range of issues. Back to the column. He answers the question, how do we know or test which media outlet is lying? His test is reasonable and straightforward. If they are suppressing the opposition, their position is a lie. Truth will hold up to any scrutiny, while a falsehood will not. Let's apply this test to the recent pandemic. Trust the science is a code phrase for trust the appointed expert. Science, by its very definition, requires testing and a constant rethinking. The scientific method is a multi-step, circular process. Observe, propose a theory, test the theory, repeat. I think it was Hewlett-Packard a few years ago had an ad campaign with the theme, What If? That's science. Form a question and allow it to be tested in an unbiased method. In the world of science, it is common to write papers that are put on the street and allowed to be questioned by experts in the field. It's called peer review. Few theories are absolutely accepted by all sides, but if the party suppresses open review, it's reasonable to assume their idea or process has flaws or maybe complete fiction. This brings to question what ideas and concepts do the mass media and academia not want to have full expression or review. Here's a list. A free market society. Limited government. Judeo-Christian values. A nuclear family. Sexual morality. Or at least sexual restraint. On that last point, abstinence works 100% of the time it's tried for a wide range of ills from unplanned pregnancy to the epidemic of sexually transmitted diseases. Yet that point by a school teacher in a health class might very well end up causing a firestorm. It is also a great lesson in adult, where you can't always do what you want. It's called responsibility. Actions have consequences. Sometimes things get out of hand. In 1936, Edgar Bergen introduces his puppet, Charlie McCarthy, and the pair become an overnight success. Strangely, Ventriloquism really only makes sense with a live audience. Bergen and McCarthy were widely popular on radio. The dark side of the team was Bergen later had a daughter, Candace, who wrote in later years of the family tension between the puppet and the real daughter. One report states that Edgar left his wealth to McCarthy and left little to his actual daughter. The Screen Actors Guild implements an anti-communist loyalty oath in 1947. It should be quite obvious, 75 years later, that group is one of the most leftist in America. Always has been, with a few notable exceptions. Washington's Dulles International Airport is dedicated in 1962. I traveled through there a few times in the 90s. They have a strange way of getting people to the airplanes. The airport was the work of Aero Saarinen, the architect who designed the Gateway Arch. The people movers were a conceptual mobile lounge where the entire waiting room drove out to the plane. The people movers are still used in the older terminal. President Johnson remarks on the Vietnam War in 1977, We are inflicting greater losses than we're taking. We are making progress. That concept worked to a degree during the Civil War, but was not a good plan in the 20th century. 1973, President Nixon tells the Associated Press, I am not a crook. That may be technically correct, but the media was full bore against the president and his second term will be over in less than a year. 
It would have been less, but they decided the vice president had to go first. The North American Free Trade Agreement passes the House in 1993. This sounds like a great idea, but one of the parties is well behind the other two in terms of being a developed country. Mexico is hardly above a third world country, maybe just the level of Banana Republic, where organized crime is more powerful than the government. Nineteen years ago, Arnold Schwarzenegger begins his tenure as California governor. Eighteen years ago, Kmart Corporation buys Sears Roebuck and Company. Both brands are still alive today, but in an assisted living center. How Sears did not become Amazon is a textbook example of why big corporations do not live forever. They collapse under their own weight. Kmart did not become Walmart might be another. The first case of COVID-19 is traced to a 55-year-old man three years ago when sources will state it was at the Wuhan market. Go back and listen to the first part of this program again. One of Rush Limbaugh's 35 undeniable truths was follow the money. Money is power and power is control. So by extension, follow the power and control. Where the virus originated is one of those investigations that does not seem to be getting a full airing. Ask yourself why. Hunter Biden is in the news this morning. Folks, unless you've been living under a rock for the past 6 to 10 years, you have to know that Hunter Biden makes Bill and Hillary and the Clinton Foundation look like amateur hacks. He has his fingers in corrupt dealings around the world to the tune of billions of dollars for years. His father has directly and indirectly benefited. But it's okay. Nothing to see here. Look anywhere but at Hunter, or FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried, or where Bankman-Fried spent millions of dollars of ill-gotten gain. Nothing to see there either. But Nixon's cover-up of a two-bit break-in was impeachable. He was going to be the first president removed from office. That's history and comment for the 17th day of November. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.